Hello, and welcome to episode 38 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And yes, we do that by putting out this podcast every single week, but we're supported by hundreds of Vegan Business Tribe members in our absolutely amazing community of vegan business owners and professionals over on the website at veganbusinesstribe.com. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, not only in championing vegan businesses, but in helping skill up individual vegan businesses worldwide, then you too can become a member of Vegan Business Tribe for just £12.99 a month. Now, that £12.99, that's the equivalent of buying just a single cup of coffee a week from your local coffee shop. And in return, well, we don't give you coffee, but you're not just helping us to grow our mission. You also get access to our full community. You get to come along to all our online networking meetups to meet other vegan business owners. You get access to our community hub on Slack to talk with the other members. You get access to all our weekly content and our videos on the website. And you can get a one-to-one -one with myself and Lisa to talk about your vegan business or even just your business idea. And then finally, as if all that wasn't enough for your £12.99 a month, you also get access to our members-only courses and collections. And this includes content like our full 24-module marketing course for how to promote a vegan business, but also our new mini-series on how to scale up a vegan business. And that's got interviews with Function Alcohol-Free Beer, with Better Nature Tempeh and Miami Burger about how they scaled up to take their vegan businesses nationwide. So for all that, just go take a look at veganbusinesstribe.com and sign up to join us on our mission and to help us keeping putting out this podcast, creating all our content and doing everything we can to help and link up vegan businesses around the globe. And because we get to talk to so many amazing vegan businesses, we also know the problems that vegan businesses face. And one huge problem is hitting burnout. Now, we all face this from time to time. We feel that we're on that constant grind, that work is always just piling up, that inbox is never ending, and we're just drowning trying to keep up with it all. And we would love to just take some time away, wouldn't we? But we don't feel that we can. There's simply too much to do. And if we were to take today off, that just means there'd be twice as much work to do tomorrow. So we just keep going. We don't take the time to recharge and recuperate. And what happens? We hit burnout. We wake up one day and we just can't face it anymore. Work no longer becomes the thing that we used to get excited by. Our productivity drops to near zero and our mental health plummets with it. But let me put this example to you. Now, if you drive a car, 
When do you fill up that car with petrol or when do you plug it in to charge? Do you just keep driving until your car completely runs out of fuel and it comes to a spluttering halt at the side of the road, leaving you completely stuck and unable to continue your journey? Or do you fill it up? when you notice that the fuel gauge is starting to get low, or at the very least when the fuel warning light begins to flash. Now, if we run our vehicles like we run ourselves, then we'd be always sat waiting for the pickup truck at the side of a road. And in a way, that is the reality of what actually does happen to a lot of us. Now, it's interesting. The answers I get when I ask somebody, What's the most important thing in your business? Some people will say the product they offer. Other people will say their customers. And both those, yes, they're really good answers. But what's the one thing that would bring your business to a complete halt if it wasn't there? You. So the most important thing in any business are the people within it. Businesses are not made from bricks and mortar and websites and emails. They're made from people. And that will probably be the case for a long time to come. Last month, the female-led internet dating app Bumble gave all their employees a paid week off to fight what they called collective burnout. Now, this wasn't optional all 750 staff were instructed to switch off their computers, go home and not think about work for a week. And because everyone took that break at the same time, there was no pressure to check emails from colleagues or to keep checking their phones. And this wasn't the first company to do that, to try and insist that their employees took time off to go and unplug from work. Earlier in the year, LinkedIn gave its 16,000 full-time employees a similar fully paid week off to encourage them to go and recharge. Now, you're going to say, well, that's okay for these big companies to do things like that, but I'm a small business with a small team. Or maybe your business is just you, so you feel like you can't take a week off. Well, I'd say back to you, if somebody like LinkedIn can give all their staff a break for a week with how much it will have cost them, you know, in terms of lost customers, disruption to support, revenue and pay, then are you really telling me that your company, which I'm assuming isn't the size of LinkedIn or Bumble or serves as many people, can't put things on hold for a couple of days to allow you to recharge? In fact, if you are a small business, then you're probably on first name terms with most of your customers. So they're going to be far more supportive and it will be far easier to organize. Successful companies know that to keep their employees productive, they need to make sure that those employees keep motivated and don't burn out. And depending on the ethics of that company, they've got one or two ways of doing that. They either look after their employees really well. You know, they make sure that they can take downtime. They install ping pong tables, gyms, and even bars and relaxation rooms on company premises. Or 
they have a revolving door employment policy where once an employee burns out, they simply just hire another to take their place. And you could argue that, well, both do work. And many company boards, they'll argue that the second option is cheaper than the first. But they're always proven wrong. Because the more run down that somebody gets in their work, the less productive they become. And the less productive that person is, the more it costs a company to produce the same amount of work. Now, I've had roles where I've routinely worked 80-hour weeks. On occasions, I've had periods of my life where I found myself working 100-hour weeks. And it's not pretty. And you get into a vicious circle of diminishing returns. The work starts piling up. So you work more hours. And as you work more hours, you become less productive, meaning you achieve less per hour you work, meaning you have to work even more hours to get through the same amount of work. And before you know it, you're setting an alarm for quarter to five in the morning and then not getting back to bed until gone midnight the next day. And it does become a trap. You know you need time off. You're feeling the burnout coming. But you can't take that time off just because there's too much work to do. Or taking time off, as I said before, it actually makes the situation worse and not better. Because you know the work will just pile up whilst you're away, that you're going to come back to an overflowing inbox. So it's better just to keep working through. Now, does any of this sound familiar? Well, since you're listening to a podcast on how to avoid burnout, I'm guessing you've been there, or perhaps you're right in the middle of it as we speak. So how do we get you out of this? How do you get past it? And how do you avoid getting to burnout in the first place? Well, you're probably going to scoff when I say this, but it is actually a choice. And don't shout at me here, but let me explain as somebody who's been through it. Stress happens when you feel that you're not in control. So when you're living your life responding to other people's needs and agendas instead of your own, and many people leave their day jobs and start up a business to escape the nine to five, when in reality, it's far too easy to escape the nine to five for the 24-7 when you've got your own business. Because all of a sudden, you become the IT manager, the salesperson, the head of marketing, the production manager, alongside still being a parent, a partner, and everything else that takes up your time. But you are more in control than you think. And a lot of the pressure that we put ourselves under, it is an illusion. So let me put this question to you. Could you just take next Friday off? Just, you know, turn off your phone for six hours and go for a long walk in the woods. Now, if your answer is yes, of course you could, then great. And I'll see you on the next podcast episode. But if you're thinking gosh, I wish I could, but I could never book a day off because I've got too much work to do. Then let me put a second question to you. What if you had a client session booked in on Friday? Or what if you're going to meet a potential investor for your company? Would you find that your week just magically accommodated that? 
would you find that somehow, miraculously, the world didn't stop turning just because you were unavailable and doing something else for a day that wasn't sat at your desk answering emails? You would make it work just fine if it was a work or business commitment that you had to do on Friday, now wouldn't you? So if you're feeling you need to take time off to recharge or to do something that isn't work for your customers but will actually move your business forwards, then what is actually stopping you from creating that space and taking that time away? Because it's not that you don't actually have the time as we've just proven. If you had a client meeting, you would make time for that, wouldn't you? So it's something else. Is it guilt, perhaps? Now, Bumble, they didn't just offer their workforce a paid week off. They insisted that everybody took that week off. Because the problem isn't usually finding the time to step away and recharge. The problem is giving ourselves permission to. You have to remember, your inbox isn't a video game that you can complete. If you spend an hour in your inbox answering emails, by the end of that hour, I guarantee you'll already start getting replies back, just filling up your inbox even more. And you might say, well, if I take time out, then my business simply can't run. It grinds to a halt without me. And if that is the case then it is all the more important that you take care of yourself, that you take time out to recharge. Because if it is the case that your business can't run without you right in the middle of it, then if you work yourself to the point that you just can't work anymore, then that's the end of your business. It's as simple as that. You cannot keep doing the amazing things that your business does if you've set it up in a way that is not sustainable. And if you cannot make the space to be able to take a step back and make the changes that you need to make so that the business does not put you in that position, then you are never going to improve things. So this should become the number one priority in your business. Forget about the guilt avoiding burnout if you're heading towards it, that's business critical. And if guilt is playing a large part in your burnout, that feeling that, you know, you can't let others down, that you can't push back that deadline, that you can't leave an email until after the weekend to reply, or that you just can't shut up the shop for a day, then this is really easy to fix. Because your customers, your family and your employees, they need you to be on top of your game and they will 100% empathize with you about hitting burnout and will want to make sure that you don't and especially that they're not contributing towards it. Asking a customer if a deadline can just be pushed back a week before you actually get to the deadline that won't be seen as a sign of poor service. It will be seen as somebody keeping on top of their production schedule and highlighting a potential problem before they get to it. And usually, customers, and especially your best customers, they will be really accommodating if you've got a good relationship with them. Replying to an email after a few days without actually starting that email with an apology for taking time to reply... That's actually quite liberating. 
Because when you start an email by apologising how long you've taken to reply, you are just normalising the fact that they should expect to hear back from you the second they send you a message. And yes, sometimes emails do need jumping on, but most email messages that we get, they're not business critical. And they don't need a reply the same day they come in. So learn to tell and accept the difference. So we know, and to be honest, you know this already deep down, but we know that getting to the point where you're hitting burnout, it is partially down to guilt. You've probably had lots of opportunities to make an intervention before you got to that point, but you haven't. You want to always say yes to customers. And so you agree to deadlines that just don't need to be as tight. You agree to do work for less than they're actually willing to pay. Days that you block out in the diary for yourself, they get overwritten with client meetings and deadlines that are sometimes just arbitrary. I remember once staying up until three in the morning, nearly killing myself to complete a project for a client's deadline, only to email it off to them and get an autoresponder saying that they were on holiday for the next week and a half. And I think that I just, I just stared at my computer screen for a full three minutes. So the first thing we need to do is seriously start reducing that guilt. If you book out time in your calendar for yourself, and you should, either to take time out or to work on your business, then treat that time as if it's a client meeting that you've booked in. If you've got a customer on the phone asking when you're free, don't look guiltily at that afternoon that you've booked off. Simply tell them that you're full that week and give them the dates for the next. They're not going to secretly spot you in the local coffee shop and jump out asking why you said you don't have any spare time this week. Booking time out for yourself and your business, it is really important, not just for recharging, but for keeping perspective on where the business is at. When you are planning out how you are going to spend your time, you start by planning in the most important things first, right? And if you are the most important thing in your business, then you need to plan that time in first before everything else. So take a 45-minute walk every morning before you sit down at your desk, if that's what you find gets your head in the right place to take on your day's challenges. Start your day with a 25-minute meditation session. And if you find that you don't have the time for a 25-minute meditation, then do a 45-minute one every day until you do. And when Lisa and I tell people to do this, the first thing they say is, I like to get to my desk early, you know, to get ahead of the curve with all the emails coming in and get things ticked off my to-do list before the day starts. But you do realise, don't you, that your to-do list is never completed. Because once you clear it, you just fill it up with more stuff. You just fill it up again. And you will have a better chance at tackling what's on that list if you've got a clear head and a bit of motivation, rather than approaching it with a sense of stress or maybe even dread. In fact, if you focus on creating space, you will find that half the things on your to-do list, they never actually get put on your to-do list 
in the first place. Because if you can create space, you can start leading the narrative, not other people. You get in the position where you get other people working to your agenda instead of spending all your time working to theirs. Now, what do I mean by that? Because that sounds really good, doesn't it? That sounds like one of those things that a rock star business coach would say. Well, let me give you an example. For a long time, Lisa and I were led by our online calendars. So meetings with clients and customers, they would be peppered throughout the week. I would look at my diary and I'd think, can I fit this project in today? And I would say to myself, well, I've got a fairly clear day, but I know we've got that meeting at 10 a.m. And then I've got to make that phone call at 1 p.m. And then we said we'd be on a line about three o'clock in case that client in the state said that they wanted to talk today. And even though I only had two hours worth of engagements in a seven hour day, I might as well have written that day off for doing any work because it was just too broken up amongst those engagements. So now, if you want a meeting with myself and Lisa, then that's great. We do it on Zoom. We do it on a Wednesday and it'll be for 30 minutes. And here's the link to book it in. And if there's no time slots that suit you for a couple of weeks, then that's cool because next month is currently really clear. So get booked in now before they all go. And what that means is that Wednesdays, we do nothing but have back-to-back meetings. But because they're online on Zoom and because they're broken into preset blocks, we can fit up to 10 meetings into one day. And you might be thinking that that sounds draining. But because most of those sessions are with our vegan business tribe members, we are absolutely buzzing by the end of the day after all that vegan goodness. We even take selfies with the people we're meeting with and we upload them to our selfie wall on the website. But it also means that the rest of the week in its entirety is meeting free. There is nothing breaking up our days. We can really concentrate on working on what we want to work on on those days. And they are so productive. We're working to our agenda, not other people's. And the result is actually that we can deliver a far better service because of it. And you can apply this same concept to lots of areas in your business. Take this podcast. I have a day blocked out every week in the diary where I write it, record it, edit it, upload it and distribute it. Nothing else gets booked in on that day. You cannot get hold of me on podcast day and neither can Lisa. And I don't go to bed until all that is done. This podcast, it's really important, not just for our members, but for increasing the visibility of the work we're doing, for championing the vegan business sector and for attracting more people to come and be part of our community at Vegan Business Tribe. So it's block booked in the diary until, well, pretty much the end of time. And there are a lot of the things in your business that you can reevaluate to reduce the stress that they put you under. Because stress comes from feeling that everything is building up and you can't control it. Like I said earlier, 
you feel you can't take time off to recharge because that just makes your situation worse. There'll just be more emails to answer, more jobs to do when you get back. So part of managing burnout is reducing that stress by reducing the amount of work you do every day. Now, this is going to sound really counterproductive. And again, I can almost hear you shouting at me that you can't do less work. But I'm not talking about actually working less hours. I'm talking about being more effective and efficient with the hours you work. So tell me, what do Sir Richard Branson, Mahatma Gandhi, Elon Musk, Malcolm X, and the many, many other people who have achieved great things. What do all these people have in common? Well, they all have 24 hours in their day, just like you do. But they took control of how they used those 24 hours. Lisa and I we're really fortunate because we've got each other to help with this. And it can be hard to do this on your own. So you might want to rope in somebody else in your business or even a family member to help out. But let me give you a little bit of background. When Lisa and I first started working together, I had a company with um, maybe 10 employees. And the first thing that Lisa did when she joined us was to rip up all our procedures and ways of working. She despaired that we still had filing cabinets and we passed folders across the desk to each other to track a job through production. But it's how we'd done things for the last 12 years. She went through how everyone was spending their time to find the things we were all doing that just ate up our hours. Lisa went through how we ran our admin, how we raised invoices, even how we chased payments. She put a ticketing system in place for clients instead of us using our own inboxes. She replaced our spreadsheets with business productivity apps and within a few weeks had literally half the amount of time that we were all spending on admin. And what I learned was that however you run the admin of your company. I guarantee that there are better ways to do it. And it's probably by using an app that will cost you something like £10 a month. Be ruthless in how you spend your time. If something is regularly eating into your time, see if you can get someone to go through it with you to give you an external view of how you are managing that task. For example, email and keeping on top of messages, it's a huge time drain for so many businesses. That inbox, it's always sat there and it's always growing. And if this is a problem for you, then put that emotional dread that you get from your inbox, just put that to one side and instead approach it like a problem that you need to find a solution for. Because if you had a pipe in your bathroom where water was just constantly flowing out, would you just become resigned to the fact that you have to get up every morning with a bucket and bail out the bathroom for the rest of your life? Or would you do something to fix the pipe? Your inbox is the same. And if spending too long on email or your messages on Instagram or LinkedIn is a problem for you right now, then clear your head, take the rose by the thorns 
and work out how you're going to fix that. Because when you start to look at your inbox objectively, a lot of the emails that you have coming in, they can be dealt with by a frequently asked questions or an FAQ section on your website. Whenever you get a question by email that hasn't been asked before, then just add a new response to your FAQ section. Then also write a copy and paste email response to that question and save it in a Word file or on Evernote or whatever note system you use so that you don't have to retype it the next time you are asked the same question. Because I guarantee you, if you are personally typing out responses to every email you get or every LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook message that you get, then that is one of your big problems. Lisa, again, being the really organized one out of the two of us, she's got an entire copy and paste directory for responding to messages. No matter if we're out and about, so she's having to use her phone or if she sat at her desk, she can clear a page full of messages in minutes by copying and pasting from responses that she's already given in the past. And these aren't soulless, impersonal responses if you don't like the idea of copying and pasting. She always writes a quick personal message to open the email or she will tailor part of the message so it's relevant to how that question was asked. But the vast majority of that reply will be a copy and paste. And usually it will have a link to a specific article or a page on the website with more information. And the same with LinkedIn messages, the same with Instagram. And once you decide that you are going to fight back, that you are going to take these issues head on and be ruthless with how you spend your time, then you can do this with any task in your business that you do regularly. Figure out the things that you are doing on a regular basis that eat up your time. So all those manual processes, all those backwards and forwards conversations, and know that if you are having to spend time on them, then other people will also. And what that means is that somebody will have likely created a really good solution for it. So find out how you can automate or semi-automate these tasks or make them much more time efficient. Create templates, research software and find online solutions that you can use. Our Wednesday meeting days, they fill up on their own. I don't actually know who we're speaking to until I go to my calendar. Because the email interaction with the person the calendar booking system, the setting up of a Zoom meeting, the sending out of the link and then sending out all the reminders in the run-up to the meeting, all these things, they're completely automated. And it costs us maybe £30 a month in subscriptions to automate them. But it's like we have a virtual assistant working for us that we never actually remembered ever hiring, just setting up all those meetings for us and making sure that the people turn up to them. And while we're on that note, then why not get a virtual assistant to help you out? If items piling up is a thing that's just causing you stress and is costing you time, then can you delegate them to somebody else so that you can actually use your time to earn 
more money. And before you say no, that an assistant wouldn't be able to answer those emails or to do these tasks, then if that's the case, that's all the more reason that you should consider taking one on. Because that very act of taking someone on to do these tasks that at the moment only you can do will force you to approach these messages or tasks in a different kind of way. You will be forced to sit down and write those copy and paste answers to the messages you get for the assistant to use. It will force you to set up a new web page full of resources and answers that your assistant can direct people to. And if you get a really good virtual assistant, they will actually help you to automate a great many number of these tasks or they will lead you through this process of training somebody else to be able to do those tasks. Now, it will be a learning curve. You will have to go through some pain points and it might give you more work in the very short term, but it will be worth it because then you can concentrate just on the things that actually make you money meaning that you will be able to afford to create more space within your business. And this brings us to the final and perhaps most important part of avoiding burnout, because actually freeing up some time by automating and delegating, by getting people onto your agenda instead of always working on theirs, all this, that's only half the solution. The second part is what you do with that time and that space that you have created. And this is so important. It's really important. Because let me put this to you. How relaxed and recharged do you feel after binging an entire two seasons of a show on Netflix in a single day? So you've been sitting in the dark all day, just watching episode after episode after episode. Well, if you're anything like me, you won't really feel recharged after that because that isn't recharging. That is hiding. Compare that with a day spent out in nature or for a day going out with your family and doing something that you really love, but you just never get the chance to do anymore. Or a day even spent sat in your favorite vegan cafe with your notebook planning out the future. Once you have freed up time, do something really worthwhile with that time that's going to boost your mood, that lifts you up and takes you out of your usual surroundings. If your business relied on a single machine, then you would make sure that you had that machine regularly serviced and looked after, wouldn't you? And if your business relied on a single vehicle always being in good working order, you wouldn't just run that vehicle into the ground and leave it out to rust or never check its oil. If your well-being is crucial to the success of your business, then self-care has to become a habit because the success of your business, it's going to rely on it. So maybe you can also use that time to do something to remind you why you set up a vegan business in the first place. Can you get involved with some campaigning perhaps? Or can you spend time with the animals that you're dedicated to helping and saving? Some animal sanctuaries also have accommodation and they welcome people staying with them to help out with looking after the animals whilst you're there. 
doing things like this that will really help you put things in perspective. It helps beat down those things you are stressed about back to those normal proportions. So an email doesn't get responded to for a couple of days. How does that compare in importance to the life of these rescued pigs that you're taking time out to help feed? A walk in the woods or a paddle in a stream that soon brings back what is actually really important and valuable in life. And you should also use this new time to help move you forwards. Because as we've said, the stress that leads to burnout, that comes about because you feel trapped. You're working to everyone else's agendas and not moving your own agenda forwards. So every week, Lisa and I, we have Friday afternoon blocked out in our diary and we use it to head over to our own local vegan cafe, the Peppercorn in Huddersfield. We go for a late lunch and to talk about vegan business tribe to plan for the future and sometimes just to catch up with each other. And now that sounds weird because Lisa and I, we pretty much spend every waking and sleeping hour together. But setting that time aside to actually take stock each week, that makes sure that we're not stressing each other out by trying to have work conversations when we're getting ready for bed and that we're actually putting time aside to move ourselves forwards. And you have to keep moving yourself forwards. There isn't an option. Now, there's a great quote that classic motivational speaker Zig Ziglar used to say, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. And that remains true today. If you feel you are moving forwards, if you can see that all this stress and the work that you're going through now is actually moving you closer to your goals and where you want to be in the future, then it's not quite as stressful. You endure it a whole lot better. So if you are working until late at night, but that work is actually achieving something for you, personally, or your business, then all of a sudden, it doesn't feel quite as much like work. If it's your goal to grow a business, then the time when you work on your business instead of in your business, that should be the time that gets booked into the diary first. Use that time to make a plan. Use it to do the vegan marketing course on the Vegan Business Tribe website. Use it to book in on some seminars. Use it to research how to automate a process. Use it to set some goals and make those goals happen. And again, I'll just give Lisa's monthly Make It Happen workshop a plug as a place to spend an hour working on your goals with a group of your fellow vegan business owners. Because it is actually your duty to fight against hitting burnout. No matter how strong you are, there is no award for who manages to go the longest before burning out. It's your duty to not just suffer it, but to do something about it. You are not a pot plant, okay? You haven't just been put into a dark corner and you've got no way to move yourself out of it. If you set up your vegan business as a way to help the vegan cause, then if you do hit burnout, you can't keep doing the amazing work you do. You can't help us move towards this vegan world that we're all working towards. 
if you are hitting burnout, then you have to decide that you're going to take this problem on and do something to make your situation better. You are not a pot plant. If you feel you are facing fight or flight, choose fight. Okay, so let's go back over what we've just talked about and pick out a few key points as a roundup of how to prevent burnout when you're running a vegan business. Point one, would you keep driving a car until it completely runs out of fuel and comes to a spluttering halt? Or do you fill up or recharge it when you notice the fuel gauge is starting to get low? If we run our vehicles like we run ourselves, then we'd always be sat waiting for the pickup truck at the side of the road. Point two, successful companies know that the more productive their staff are, the less they have to pay in the long term. And that's why we are seeing high profile businesses giving their entire workforce a paid week off to recharge. And you can learn a lot from that, from how important productivity is to a business. Because the less productive that you are, the more it is costing your company to produce the same amount of work. Point three, a lot of the pressure that we put ourselves under is an illusion. You are in more control than you think you are, but you just feel guilty about prioritising time for yourself. The problem with burnout is not usually with having the time. It's about combating the guilt and giving yourself permission to prioritise that time for yourself. Four, avoiding burnout is business critical. So put that guilt to one side. Block out the time for yourself first. Do take a 45-minute walk every morning to clear your head before you sit down at your desk and have that time blocked out in your calendar as if it was a daily client meeting that you had. Meditate for 25 minutes every morning before you start work. And if you say you don't have time for a 25-minute meditation, then go do a 45-minute meditation every day until you do. Point five, you need to start leading the narrative, not other people. You need to get other people working to your agenda instead of spending all your time working to theirs. Take control of your time and your priorities because if you do, you will actually find that you provide a far more valuable service to your customers. Point six, work through your business and be ruthless in how you spend your time. Look to half the amount of admin that you have to do and to reduce the time it takes to respond to emails and messages by using templates, FAQs and copy and paste responses. If you have something in your business eating your time, then I guarantee that other people will have had the same problem and they will have come up with some great solutions that might just cost you a £10 a month subscription and will be entirely worth it. Point seven, delegating to other people. And that delegation, that might be to a virtual assistant. And it may give you more work in the very short term, but it will force you to write those templates to change how you communicate so that somebody else can take it on or even 
how you deliver your service in a more efficient way. And if you want to find some amazing vegan virtual assistants, then come join us at Vegan Business Tribe, where we've got some as members. Eight, the success of your business relies on your self-care. So it needs to become a habit, it needs to be regular, and it needs to be worked into your business schedule. If your business relied on a single machine, you would make sure that you had that machine regularly serviced and looked after, wouldn't you? It's the same with yourself. And point nine, it's also important to keep connected with why you have a vegan business in the first place. So take time out to reconnect with the vegan cause, get involved with some campaigning, or go help out at your local animal shelter to put things back into perspective. And that's it. So I know the topic of burnout. It can be hard to talk through. Sometimes things do happen in our lives, and I mean really big things that we just never invited in. But we always have more control than we think. And the reason I can talk about this also optimistically is because I've been through it myself. Those 80 to 100 hour weeks that I dropped in as passing comments, I've lived and worked through those and they are not sustainable. You might think that they are when you're in the middle of them. You will see yourself as superhuman. But at some point, you find out that there's actually no reason to put yourself through that. You will realize that you could have charged more and people would have paid it because you delivered such good value. You'll realize that you could have set more realistic deadlines with your customers and that they'd have been just fine with that. You could have just gone out and found a different way to work that didn't rely on you pretending to be superhuman or that you could have just gone out and asked others for help and support, and it would have gladly been there. And if you do need that help and support, then seriously, do come and get involved with the community at Vegan Business Tribe. We've had countless members who have come to us in a place where they regularly faced burnout. And just with some support and some external clarity and experience, they found that they had more power and control than they ever realized to change their position for the better, sometimes in a really short period of time. So if this is you, then do come join us. And I guarantee it will be the best £12.99 a month that you have ever spent. Far better for both you and your business than buying that TV box set to try and hide away from all your problems. And one last point before we finish. In fact, it's one last favour, really. So if you have found this episode useful, if you think that actually some of this will make a difference to you and your business, then I would love it if you can do two things for me. Now, the first is, can you subscribe to this podcast? And if your platform allows you, so especially if you're listening on iTunes, can you also leave us a five-star review? Because this really helps us start to get noticed by the algorithms and to get the platforms to recommend us to more people to listen. And second, if you can share this episode, then I will be forever in your debt. So if you belong to a vegan 
business group on Facebook or LinkedIn, or you've got your own secret WhatsApp group and you think other people will be helped by this podcast, then please do help us share this message. Because the more vegan businesses we can help, the quicker we're all going to get to that vegan world. Lisa and I, we don't think that a vegan business should be the one with a label. It should be the ones that are not vegan that should have to come with a health warning. So thank you for your time. And I always appreciate you giving up your time to listen. It really means a lot to us. And I will see you on the next one.